Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, Liam Whiting. He's back. Liam, how's it going? Baseball Liam is back on the show. Baseball Liam, that is your new name from now on, by the way. I've been called a lot worse things from you, so yeah, I'm happy with that. Fair point. Uh, Ollie Broom's here as well. Ollie, how's it going? Evening, mate. Very well, thank you. Good man. And we have a guest. We have a new guest. Not new to us, obviously. He's a good friend of ours, but new to the listeners. Uh, Ben Rollo. Ben, how's it going? Hey, doing well. Really, uh, really happy to, to be with you guys. Thank you very much for inviting me on. No, cheers for coming, mate. Obviously, you're the knowledge in our friend group around NFL. But if you just want to give the, the listeners a bit of um, background about who you support and how long you've been watching the league. Blimey, sure. Thanks, George. Yeah, uh, so I'm a New York Giants fan. I've been a Giants fan since 2005, I want to say. Uh, there was nothing else on Sky Sports on a Sunday night, so I started watching. Uh, the first team I saw, they had a guy called Manning, and I thought, I've heard of him. Uh, picked the I would say I picked the wrong Manning, but you know actually I think I picked the right <laughs> Manning uh, with Eli. Uh, so yeah, just been uh, been a really big fan ever since. Managed to catch the couple of games at, w- at Wembley and Twickenham, and uh, went out to New York a couple of years ago to see us get absolutely tonked by the Vikings, which was good fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, just a, just kind of a diehard Giants fan. Awesome, well, the perfect man to have on the NFC East. Uh, division podcast, the last of our division podcasts. They've kind of flown by, eh, Liam? It feels like a while since we've done the first one. It has. Like, I didn't think we'd be able to get... We've almost planned this perfectly with doing this week by week, and then we've got the draft coming up. It's like we know what we're doing. Well, some would say that. I mean, you know, you, you turn up every now and then, so... I turn, up, I turn up when my baseball commitments stop me, right? <laughs> I think we all want to know how it went on Thursday. Yeah, it went well, mate. Yeah, um, big shout out to the Essex Redbacks. My could be my future team. I'll, I'll see what happens. But yeah, enjoying it so far. How many like wickets way- did you get? How many wickets? I got <laughs> all of the all of the home runs, all of them. I like the way he said he could be his future team. Like he's got other teams ringing him. <laughs> got options. You heard about this Liam Whiting character? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think Warwickshire are looking to trade up. <laughs> if anyone, up if anyone traded me, they'd trade down, not up, hundred percent. Oh mate, well I'm glad you know. I'm glad you had a good time. Hopefully we can get along to come and watch you do it. I dread to think what would happen if you guys all came to watch me because Ben knows baseball so Ben would just be like that's all wrong he's done that wrong I, I don't know anything about the technique of baseball I just really like the fact that it's got it involves numbers you know it's everything it's just a, everything's a statistic in baseball give me give me numbers you'd be like yeah, the guy in the Simpsons with the giant hand <laughs> <laughs> now Liam would be the guy that falls down the hole to nowhere before he's when he's walking to the game Oh, mate, good time. All right, let's talk about some football. Um, so as previously mentioned, we talked about the NFC East. As usual, we'll go from the worst to the best. So Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, then the Washington football team, or whatever they're going to be known as in 2021. 
Um, so yeah, let's start with the Eagles then. Four eleven and one record uh, last season. Obviously, majorly hampered by Carson Wentz and his downfall from the season before. Um, also got rid of their general manager Doug Peterson um, after a long time there and a Super Bowl win. Uh, Rollo, you're probably in a good position to talk about the Eagles. Um, what did you make of the season last year? Uh, do you know what? When um, when Love came in at QB, I was legitimately terrified. Uh, I thought he looked super legit. I think I remember telling you guys, I was like, I am concerned. Um, but you know, they, they've got no protection for him. Uh, they, they've got to do some. They've got to do some work there. Um, I think they obviously made the right. They made the right move by getting by by moving on from Wentz, uh, and I think they actually did a pretty good job of getting something for him, considering the amount of money uh, that was owed to him. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not. This is going to come back to bite me for sure. But I'm I'm probably least concerned about the Eagles than any other team in the NFC East uh, as a Giants fan, uh, where, as to where they are right now. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it was the NFC least last year, right? And and uh, it has been recently. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how well they they get on uh, with with kind of a couple of draft couple of draft picks. Uh, obviously, they've moved around a little bit in the draft, haven't they? But yeah, uh, I'm I'm not super concerned, but I am still at the same time kind of a little bit scared of uh, of some of their skill position players that they have right now. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. You mentioned the O-line. I mean, that really was shocking last year. And for as much as we can put it on Carson Wentz, he didn't have much time, you know, in the pocket at all. And he did have to make, you know, quite a few decisions just on a whim. And he didn't have too many receivers to throw to, really. Um, Liam, just looking back at their season last year, obviously they got rid of their head coach, Doug Peterson. Uh, What did you make of it as a whole? Was it time for him to go? I think, yeah, I think it probably was his time to go. Um, but, yeah, they seem to be a team in transition at the moment. Um, I'm not too sure how long this is going to last for. Um, yeah. Do you think this is going to be a few seasons building again? Uh, well, they've, they've accumulated an extra draft pick from Miami for next year, obviously, um, by moving down to 12. I still think they can get probably the player or definitely the skill position that they want at 12. So it does kind of make sense. Um, Ollie, from the limited sample size that we for, saw from Jalen Hurts, what did you make of him? He looks okay. He flashed quite a lot of ability. Um, I think, like you mentioned, they're stocking up the draft picks for next year. They're probably going to take next season to evaluate him and see what they've got. And then they'll be in a, if it goes badly, you know, they they're going to have the draft capital to take their QB that they want to run with. If it goes well, then they'll be well with him. Um, he just needs help. I think you said about the O line, but you know their best receiver was Fulgham, five hundred and thirty nine yards. Mm. That's not a massive output, is it? They lost a lot from their tight ends. You could also you could always kind of rely on Zach Ertz to get you some, but he he really fell off a bit of a cliff last year for whatever reason. And Dallas Goddard was you know obviously injured for a lot of it as well. And Carson Wentz always used those tight ends pretty well and. Without that safety blanket, you always found them just either scrambling outside the pocket or, you know, just just coming up with plays as and when really. Um, moving towards the draft, then Ben, you know, what's what's their biggest need for you at twelve? Can you see them moving around or, or sticking? Uh, I, I mean, I think I think really you've got to be you've got to be looking at O line or potentially uh, cornerback. Uh, I think are kind of probably the areas of uh, areas of concern. Um, 
it, yeah, you're right. Obviously, when you talk about the QBs having to uh, improvise a bit, I think that's where Hertz um, kind of showed off showed off some of that fancy footwork. But there's only so there's only so long and so far you can go before teams start spying the QB and and just basically you know when the O line is going to collapse like that. I think I think they absolutely should be uh, looking at um, maybe like Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, a kind of guard slash tackle. I mean, if Slater drops that far, then then I think I think they're laughing. But there's also, you know, there are a couple of, of cornerbacks that kind of stand out above the rest uh, that could be in play. Uh, but I, I mean, personally, I, I would, if I was them, I'd, I'd be kind of taking a long, hard look at the O line. Yeah, I think. That's it. How about if um, I don't know, let's say like a Devonta Smith fell to him at twelve? Would you be tempted? <sighs> I mean, I'd be terrified as a Giants fan um, because I think he's legit and I think a lot of people are sleeping on on Smith because they think he hasn't got the frame to do it. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think he's the, he's the cleanest route runner in the draft, right? So um, even even though our secondary looks good, I won't kind of spoil it too much. But, uh, yeah, I, I would... I, I, I mean, he, he should 100% be in play. Receiver should 100% be in play, as you say. I think Riga's got more to show at wide receiver. But, yeah, when you're talking about Fulgham, who has bounced around the league for years, being their, their top receiver, something hasn't quite gone right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I do agree with you. I thought they might be the Kyle Pitt sweepstakes. Probably not now they've traded not down that 12, far. No. Yeah. Um, I did wonder if they were in play for him at six, but that's probably gone now. Possibly, although his stock's rising so much, I don't even think at six he'll be in play now. I think it might be a case where he goes at four, maybe you know, top five pick now. He would have been perfect for that team, though. You know, an athletic tight end, probably the best pass catcher, you know, all-round pass catcher in the draft as well. Um, yeah. It would have been perfect for that team, really. Liam, you probably know a bit more about this than I do, but notoriously, Philadelphia is a tough place to play football. And those fans get on that team's back probably more than anyone in the league. Um, Obviously, there was no fans there last year, but with them coming back this year and them having another tough season, which is more than likely what's going to happen. Do you see that as a real problem for for the Eagles? Yeah, I do. I think... Philadelphia, to give you a football comparison, I'd say sort of a bit of a West Ham or Millwall, sort of, I'd say, the nearest, which um, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a difference, definitely. I think, as you look at their win percentage, and I really think they're, they're quite high up there for wins, so I think that does come into play, um, even they've had not necessarily the best team over the years, but yeah, they seem to get some wins, so quite interesting. Is it just because there was such a drop-off from that Super Bowl team? I think in so. 2017 now, and it shows just that we've said it so many times, but how the NFL can just change so quickly for certain teams. You know, you're on top of the world one season, then a couple of seasons after you're picking at number six in the draft. Yeah. It is a bit crazy. Um, so, Ollie, you know, assuming they get some nice <laughs> picks and, you know, maybe a few more in free agency, are the Eagles now you know, just building towards maybe 2022 or 2023 and next season's really a case of they're not going to contend in this division at all? I think so. Um, take the year to evaluate what you've got with Hurts and maybe try out a few things. Um, I don't think it's going to go brilliantly for them. Even though they're not in a very strong division, I don't see them racking up the wins. I think that's probably fair. for them. Do you think they could get a top five draft pick the year after? Mm. Good question. Very um, possibly, and and in that scenario, then they've got their own pick and the one they've accumulated from elsewhere. You know, they're going to be 
then they'll be in a spot to make themselves into a contender eventually by picking yeah. up some pieces. I think that's a really good point. Um, well, I would, uh, what do you expect of you know the twenty twenty one Eagles? I think uh, I think if they to- if they if we're talking top five pick next year, then I think the QB situation hasn't worked itself out, and you're probably looking at a reset because. Uh, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked too much at the 2022 QB class yet, but um, I'm slacking, aren't I? Um, but uh, you know, I, I think, um, as I say, I, I think they're the team in the division that I'm least concerned at, and I guess that's low hanging fruit because you know, they were uh, they were bottom the bottom team last year, but I don't, you know, I, I just think they've got too many holes, and only as you say, you know, those, those future picks. Uh, maybe even a draft day trade down again, maybe try and accumulate some more capital, depending on how the, the QB situation um, plays out. I, I don't, I, you know, I think I think the kind of top four QBs will be gone really early. But, um, you know, if something does kind of shake out, if there's a player that a team wants to really kind of come up for from the from the kind of teens or a little bit lower down, maybe they can accumulate even more capital and kind of say, look, it's a reset year. Uh, I think I think they've got too many holes to fill in one season. So, yeah, I... I I think they're probably. A, it's hard now because it's seventeen games, isn't it? But I, I mean, I would, I would probably kind of be picking them as like a six, five or six win team. If I'm being honest, oh, that's going to again probably bite me in the ass. But yeah, somewhere around there. I think that's probably fair. I think I was pretty much thinking the same, or even stick with the four that they got last year. Really, I think you're right. They've got so many holes in that team that it's going to take a lot more than one draft to fix it. And yeah, it's going to be tough with a new head coach in there as well. It's never going to be easy. And um, I saw his press conference. Of, um, the day that he joined and it didn't fill me with confidence. He could barely remember his lines or make a coherent <laughs> sentence, the poor guy. So, uh, I just, yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I just like to mention, I just had a look at the Eagles' schedule for next season, right? Mm. Panthers, Cowboys, Broncos, Lions, obviously divisional games, Raiders, Saints, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers, 49ers as mm. non-divisional games. Yeah, I really think they could get five, struggle to get five or six wins with that. Yeah, there are some think, tough games. I think on the just on the, a point on the coaching front, I think a lot of some of it is going to depend on what happens with kind of the off season process, right? With um, or you know, with uh, having OTAs and training camps and stuff like that. I think if you look at some of the teams, and again, I'll talk about my, my Giants because that's all I do. But you know, we had obviously a new head coach coming in, a new coach coming in, and that that first four or five games of the season where we were kind of still playing catch up from missing out on OTAs and training camps and stuff like that. Um, we were kind of, you could see we were getting up to speed and obviously had a much improved second half. And I think with a new coach, with a new scheme, a lot of it is going to depend on just how much of an off season they get to try and kind of hit the ground running. One other thing as well, so I just, I literally just, uh, I thought I'd bring up the Eagles on, on Wiki just to kind of uh, cast my eye through it. And uh, their owner is currently listed as DK Metcalf. So that's quite entertaining. Nice. He's oh, done well, really well it. for himself after two years. We missed out on that one, didn't we? <laughs> Blimey. Well, just like the Eagles missed out on him in the, you know, in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, good, good for him. Yeah, I always knew he'd do well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, let's move on to your Giants then. Um, give us a quick review of, well, it don't have to be a quick review. Just give us a review of uh, the <laughs> 2020 right. season for you. Um, Everybody sit back. Yeah, mate. This is, uh, this is <laughs> welcome to the TED Talk. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'll keep this. I'll keep this pretty brief because I, I don't think it's actually. I don't think it's actually kind of too difficult to kind of see from anybody, any other fan of the NFL that 
Obviously, we started really slow. We had a new head coach. We weren't really sure how that was going to go. He said all the right things right away. Like he came across as like a real no nonsense kind of uh, fundamentals and talking about kind of you know the the kind of ethos and the and the kind of the some the kind of the the atmosphere and and team spirit that he was trying to build. And I think looking at it at the end of the season now, it looks like he's really done a, uh, he's done a really good job with it. Obviously, we started off so slow. Um, but again, I think a lot of that comes down to just that missing out on that training camp, the, the kind of rookie camp, you know, we're coming in with a new left tackle, um, uh, you know, a high draft pick, a lot of pressure on him. Um, and to be fair to Andrew Thomas, he, he really grew into it after that. Kind of, you know, it's got a tale, tale of two halves, really, for the Giants last season. Uh, I think we I think we lost. I mean, we lost three or four games by kind of no more than it seemed like a handful of points, a couple of points. It could really have gone the other way, you know, and we didn't quite have enough to clutch it out. And obviously Daniel Jones got injured as he, as he, as he seems to do, which is, uh, which is a shame. But, you know, the O-line looked like it was gelling. Um, obviously, with, um, with Kenny Golday coming in, our, 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 I think our receiver core looks strong. Our cornerbacks, our secondary looks really strong. Uh, our D-line with Leonard Williams. I'm saying all this as if, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl. But you know, <laughs> we, we are certainly a stronger team than, than we were when we finished the season. And we finished the season strong. So, I, I mean, I'm feeling really optimistic. You guys know me. I'm a fairly realistic Giants fan. Um, when things aren't going great, I'll kind of grin and bear it and uh, just kind of accept the fact that it's not going great. But um, uh, I think I think that we, I think there could be some good times ahead for the Giants. Yeah, I think, I think that's hopefully. definitely fair. Would it be also fair to say that this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, we were saying it last year. Obviously, after the first half of the season, and you're kind of you know we were in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes at the halfway point and you're saying, right, okay, well, obviously if we're picking that high, then it's absolutely got to be a QB. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're far enough into this project now to, to know what we've got. And personally, I'm, you know, I'm a Daniel Jones believer. I've got my jerseys up on the wall behind me. Um, I, I, I'm a believer in Daniel Jones, but at the same time, if he's got a full healthy complement of weapons, you know, in Saquon, um, in, a, in, a, in a gelling and improving O-line that I imagine we probably will look to improve further through the draft. Um, you know, if you look at the receivers, we've got, you know, Sterling Shepard, super reliable, going to be playing in the slot. Uh, Kenny Golday, obviously a real good contested catch uh, winner going to take some of the focus off of Darius Slayton, who's going to kind of be a real legit number two in this offense. Maybe another weapon. Uh, you know, you're looking at tight end, and obviously Evan Ingram's kind of that that kind of X factor player that you just don't know if he's going to catch the ball or not. Um, and also Carl Rudolph coming in, provided that he's healthy. You know, he looks like a really reliable red zone threat. Um, and uh, you know, if if Daniel Jones can't get it done with a set of weapons like that. Then, uh, then absolutely, I think it, then you know we're talking probably another top ten draft pick, and we're talking you know the ability to probably get a little bit higher if we need to to go and get ourselves a QB. I think you're right. I think that's really fair. Yeah, and there's another guy on the pod with a Daniel Jones um, jersey. Uh, <laughs> Ollie, do you think that um, you know it affected him last season? Obviously, Saquon went in week two, I believe it was, and then was out for the season with the ACL. And they didn't really have a running game too much last year, the Giants. Do you think that affected him in any way? He needs that kind of fullback of a running game, a bit of play action to get things going and not just to throw it straight away, pretty much. I don't know why I'm not wearing the jersey. Apologies, Ben. I should have uh, cracked it out here. Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, no one was really fearing that running game too much. Um, I think Jones, he's got definitely got potential and it'll, we said it's make or break for him. I think that's absolutely correct because you're going to see what he's made of and whether he can get it done with a supporting cast in place. 
and just hopefully they'll stay fit for him and give him a chance. I think that's fair, yeah. I, although I mentioned the lack of running game, but I do remember Daniel Jones's run. Oh, 80 odd yards. And... 21 miles an hour, I looked up earlier. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, faster than Lamar Jackson was clocked at. Yeah. That is, I mean, I was going to say it's impressive, but how it ended wasn't. And he'll, <laughs> but he'll forever be known for that, I think. That's the problem. Just that meme of him falling down. Oh, oh man. I wanted, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about do you think whether Barkley was still the right pick? I mean, you can't compensate for injuries necessarily, but you know, do you think going forwards that's... he was a right pick at two? Or was that a bit, a bit too much? That's such a great question. That's such a great question because. You look at Sam I mean, Darnold there's, now. There's a there's a part two coming as well. Oh, excellent! <laughs> you look at Sam Darnold. Oh, bloody hell! Okay, you look at Sam Darnold now, and you say, "Oh, well, he wasn't the pick." But then you don't, you, you just don't know because you know the the Jets aren't in great shape, as, as you know, as you guys have already covered, uh, or they haven't been in great shape for quite some time. Um, and uh, you know, he he might thrive next season, Darnold. You know, I mean, I kind of hope that he does. Um, Barkley, I don't think there's any, there can be any doubt that he was probably, well, I say you can't, there can't be any doubt and then say probably. He was obviously one of the most talented players in the draft, right? You know, I don't think anybody would argue with that. But I think it's when you look at some of the running backs that have performed, and actually, you know, we didn't have much of a running game last season, but actually we still kind of got good contributions out of guys, you know, obviously like Wayne Gorman, who is a kind of a, a solid number two back in this league. But, you know, we had, we had a couple of other kind of just the guys that, you know, we kind of just pulled in off the practice squad. Uh, and and actually, you know, they were hitting four yards per carry, you know, they were, they were hitting holes. And, and it makes you think that if we had Saquon, um, A, obviously we, we probably could have broken more runs, but then, if you're getting kind of any old guy to give you four yards of carry and give you just enough in that second half of the season, especially give you just enough to be able to kind of um, have a play action that actually works or even open up a hole for Daniel Jones to run, then um, yeah, I think, I think you have to question whether or not it was the best value pick at two. Um, I, I love Saquon, um, but he's going to cost a heck of a lot of money going forward uh, in a position that, you know, I think a lot of people would, would kind of uh, acknowledge as, um, one of the kind of least valued positions in the NFL. Yeah, so you, you touched on on value there. That was sort of the second part of my question was the draft strategy over the last few years. So Jones was seen as quite a reach in 2019. And then last year, uh, Thomas, obviously at four, if you wanted to go offensive line, you know, you had your pick at four because they were all still on the board. Yeah. Yep. So you got Wills going to Cleveland. They had the number one line in the league. Beckton had an impressive rookie season with the Jets. And then Worths at uh, Tampa Bay. Was Thomas yeah. the right pick? I mean, I, I think so. I think okay. he was. I, I don't even think he, I, I think he was. <clears throat> he looked to be the most pro-ready tackle coming in. It took a while to get started. I, think, I don't think it helped that... Um, you know, we had a little, we, we had a kind of a bit of an issue at left guard. Um, obviously, we started with Will Hernandez. And then there's a lot, still a lot of mystery about, did he get COVID? Has he, is he still struggling from the effects? Because Shane Lemieux came in, obviously a sixth round pick last year, comes in at left guard. Um, as a run blocker, kind of graded out pretty well. But as a pass blocker, absolutely horrendous, you know, um, not not particularly good. And obviously, you're kind of then in a bit more of an island at left tackle when you haven't really got kind of that, that presence next to you at left guard. Um, yes, I mean, Thomas's stats, not brilliant. But I would say stats can be twisted. And, you know, 
you're a Giants fan, looking with your own eyes. Yeah, take your opinion I'm, over I'm, a bunch I'm of numbers. Biased. I mean, I am obviously biased, but I think if you were to look at kind of again, like the first half, second half split in the season, I think I think it's clear that he did get he did come on uh, as again as he kind of almost had that training camp in inverted commas during actual live games you know when he had a kind of pre-season that actually was the season because that was yeah, the game of, time that he got sort of nowhere to hide in that situation no absolutely and obviously there are other rookies that that you know that did play better than him and had the same situation right I'm not going to say it's just a Giants thing but I think that um I, I, I think going forward I still pretty feel pretty comf- comfortable that I think he'll come out of that class as the best the best tackle I would kind of, I'd be willing to kind of stake my stake my uh, reputation on that. <laughs> Not that I have one. <laughs> I'm sitting here quietly thinking, uh, you'll compare Saquon and whether it's a good number two pick, and we had Mitch Trubisky at number two. So <laughs> if you compare it to that, then it is an unbelievable pick. So it's not not really so bad. Um, Liam, do you say you got a question for for Ben? I did. The one thing I want to ask you, Ben, about next season is: is can the offense match the defensive improvement? It's great. Uh, man, these questions are tough, man. You guys are, you guys are good. Um, so, it, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, our, our defence is kind of like a well outperformed the offence, right? And, and obviously, Leonard Williams was a big part of that. And actually, we didn't have a kind of a load of kind of big name weapons next to him. You know, we've got Mr. Irrelevant playing uh, behind him in Tay Crowder. And, you know, we've got some a seventh rounder, Carter Coughlin coming off the edge and stuff like uh, and they still managed to outperform the offense, and, and we didn't get a chance to to kind of um, dictate enough of the play and, and kind of um, dominate the play clock the way that we would have liked to. And I think part of that comes down to uh, not being able to establish that run game, right? You know, obviously, you know, if, if you're running and keeping the ball in play, you've got a better chance of kind of keeping that clock running. I think, um, I think that's, I th- yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think the offense has to step up, and if they don't, again, if they, if they don't step up with the weapons that we've got, then I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, as we said earlier, it's, it's a make it or break it year for him. Um, you picking relatively high in the draft again. Um, what's the position of interest really for you? Um, where are you looking to go? Wide receiver, <laughs> offensive line? You know, I feel like I feel like we could. Well, I think like we can't really go wrong. Like I'm really excited for this draft. I don't think there's many many players or positions that I think we could go wrong with. Um, I would like, you know, if if somebody like a Rashawn Slater dropped that far. Again, I don't think he does. Um, but, you know, a guy that you could kind of, you know, plug in anywhere across the O-line. Maybe he could come in at guard. Maybe we push him out to right tackle. Um, you know, I, I would lo- I would love to have Rashawn Slater there. But uh, I am so in love with Jalen Waddle um, that he he would be my number one pick. I, again, I don't think he's going to be there. I think somebody kind of around the 7-8 mark uh, is probably going to look to pick him up. But if Jalen Waddle is there, I just absolutely love... It's like, how can, you know, if, if we get him, how can we not go... 20 and 0 is it going to be when super <laughs> <laughs> how can we not that's, yeah that would be answer. one hell of a receiving course <laughs> but he's we, just got that elite separation sorry mate but it's we still haven't got that separator you know Kenny Goldley isn't a separator but he's a great contested catch uh, guy but you know if you've got somebody who you see, you see him at Alabama last, or last year or the season before you know teams are playing 10 yards off of him and he's still taking slant routes to the house. You know, he's, he's, he's catching him and he's just, yeah, see you later. Off he goes, you know, takes the right angle. You know, somebody like that, who's just got that, that kind of elite burst, you know, that kind of Tyreek Hill 
style kind of burst. So I wouldn't say they're kind of direct comparisons. And obviously Hills, that's, a, that's quite a lot of pressure to put on a, on a rookie coming out who hasn't actually played that much college ball uh, for it's injury or, or um, shortened seasons. But I, I yeah, he, he's really, really exciting player for me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, if he's there, I think you've got to take him. I, I know it's tempting to take a, a tackle of anyone on the offensive line, but players like that don't come around too often. Um, I know it's a deep class at wide receiver, but yeah, I'd snap your hand off at Jalen Waddell. Um, so let's say you have a good draft, you get the pieces that you need, you're in a pretty favourable division. Um, is the ambition for next year winning that division, pretty much? It has to be playoffs. It has to be playoffs. I think. Uh, I think Dave Gettleman as GM. I think his his um, his kind of Giants career um, rides on next season. Um, I mean, you know, let's, you know, if, if we if we finish eleven and six, eleven and six or ten and seven or whatever, but for whatever reason we don't make the playoffs because other teams have just been unreal and we end up missing out on the wild card slot somehow, then you probably kind of say, look, fair enough. But if we're talking eight and eight, eight or eight and nine or nine and eight and, and finishing and finishing third or something like that. That, that's not going to get it done. I think we absolutely have to be looking at the playoffs next year. Um, otherwise, I, th- I think uh, heads will roll. I don't think Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge is the right guy. Actually, um, uh, I really, really like him. But I, I think uh, you know, from from a kind of GM perspective, uh, I think Gettleman would be in trouble. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair, Ollie. What do you think for next season of the Giants? I hope for this Giants team now. I know, um, I'm convinced. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's, well, it's, <laughs> mate, just, uh, just having a little peek at the odds, because I know we love a bit of odds chat on it. Um, just the division, they're nine to two, four out of four for the division, which isn't making a world of sense to me. Um, you got, yeah. You got Wait, Cow- they're fourth. They're fourth out of four. Yeah, so you've got Cowboys, Evans favourites, which is fair enough, I suppose. Um, then you've got Washington, three to one, Philly, four to one, Giants, nine to two. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd be all over yeah, that. I've be, already have been all over that. The disrespect <laughs> is staggering. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I know. I, um, I know. I have spied it on our group chat that you've had a little dabble on them for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> belief, right? Belief. Okay, I don't. He's, I, <laughs> he's got in and he's put his money where his mouth is. I love it. I don't get to do it very often. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'll say I'm not be very realistic. But actually, I think most years around this time, I'm like super hype, and then it gets to the season and uh, very quickly goes downhill. But no, this is this is it. I'm all in, baby. This. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's serious disrespect, putting us below below the um, the the Eagles for sure. And I, I, mean, out of order. I, mean, I mean, looking at this, seven wins would have got the playoffs last season, and I think the Giants with all those weapons. I think they're headed for a winning record. So, yeah, let's slot them in as division winners. Boom. I'll take that all day long. I'll yeah. take that all day long. Yeah, I think for the good of our group, I'll take maybe, that. Maybe this, is, <laughs> maybe this is me getting hyped up about the Rams again. Yeah, maybe, we're, every maybe week we're getting we get hyped up about one team. We're going to have a, a Rams-Giants-NFC <laughs> championship game. Ooh. I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take losing that by fifty points to nil, but get me to the championship. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it after however many years of absolute dross. I'll take it. Out of interest, uh, Ben, what odds did you get for the Super Bowl? Oh, <clears throat> uh, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't think they were absolutely fantastic, but I think it must have been around about the time we were in on Golladay. And then obviously picking up Adore Jackson was a was a really good a really good pickup. Although I think we, we kind of it wasn't overpay, but um, listen, it's not my money, right? I, yeah, exactly. Not my money. You can do what you want with it, guys. Um, 
So uh, I'm going to try and find it. My, um, my I don't know. If I, I wouldn't have the balls to bet on Chicago. It's gone. Now they got absolutely. No, although I do think they're a worse team than the Giants, which is also a problem as well. <laughs> right here we go. I got. Where's how do I see all of my open bets? Is there a way to see that? So many. Well, you've got so many. Yeah. No, but like my Scott, my my sky bet isn't isn't giving me. Oh, here we go. Right, I've open. got I've got the Giants at sixty six to one for the Super Bowl. Ooh. Um, and I got them at yeah, I got them at nine to two for the NFC East as well. Had a bit of money on that as well. You've probably driven that price right down now. <laughs> what are they for the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, now they are favourites. I mean, I'm, scro- <laughs> I'm scrolling a long way. <laughs> <laughs> 150 to one, 66. You can still oh, they're, get. They're still at so... 66. Yeah, you see, Go I, honestly, yeah. Why not? I, I might have to double dip. I think people are sleeping on them. I mean, people are people are buying too much into Fitz Magic. But yeah, we'll get there, I guess. <laughs> nice. Well, let's see how it all turns out. Obviously, you know, Ben, I want it all to turn out good for you. And uh, I hope it does as well. Let's have hope for a good it. draft. Yeah. All right, should we move on to the Cowboys? Um, also finished with a 6-10 and 10 record. Um, Ollie, I think we can all agree that a deeply disappointing season for the Cowboys, mostly affected by the injury to Dak Prescott early on. But they had a lot more issues than just that injury to Prescott. And um, yeah. Really, really yeah. Like, they were getting tipped for Super Bowl before before the start of that season. Yeah, um, he was on rare form at the start of the season. Um, in a way, he had to be because they had such a bad defense. Um, done a you know a little bit of an extrapolation of this data, Ooh. but um, he was on pace for a tad under six thousand yards. I mean, let's let's say he he's, he wasn't going to maintain that, but even through five games, that is insane. Um, and yeah, it was sort of game over when he went down. Um, and you know, Dalton went in there, Ben DiNucci, bit of Gilbert. Um, yeah, they just they didn't have the defense to back them up. Any hope that they had was pinned on the defense, and it didn't get done. They gave up a franchise record amount of points. Um, they, they were just bad. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. I mean, when they, when they had Dak, they were having to put up forty points a game. To win, which yeah, it's just a... not. It's not sustainable, is it? Um, was it the game against the Falcons that was forty thirty nine? Yeah, something? they were so far down, and they were rec- did they recover an onside kick or something? Oh yeah, that was it. Cause the Falcons just left the ball. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I mean, that that was class. I mean, the, the, the Cowboys last year were very much the kind of Kevin Keegan Newcastle of like ninety five ninety six kind of time, right? Whereas we just we'll score more one more than you. We'll, yeah. we'll, that's the only way we're going to win. You know, we don't have any defenders. Sorry, I mean, nice. when, nice. when Dak went down, you'd hope that some of their other players might have stepped up a bit. And sort of Zeke didn't really um, didn't really carry it as, as well as you'd want him to. He had his lowest yardage since he entered the league. So I think he's been a bit disappointing. I think, yeah, I think you've really got... Poor season. Sorry, mate. I think no, you've got go on, a factor mate. in the. You obviously got your factor in that they're going to. That teams are going to stack the box a little bit more, right? When they're up against Ben DiNucci or I think Andy Dalton didn't do a terrible job. Um, but um, yeah, I, th- I think um, yeah, you want to see you want to see a bounce back from Zeke, don't you? Yeah, every time someone mentions Dalton, I'm getting like PTSD, and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> Normally, it's Larry brings him up. Yeah, I, I'm not saying anything. No. <laughs> Uh, Liam, was it kind of a no-brainer to re-sign Dak? I mean, he, he showed what he could do for a number of years now, and there was there was slight talks about him possibly moving on or Jerry Jones not paying him. But to everyone else, it seemed like just a complete no-brainer. 
Yeah, it was a complete no-brainer for me. I think that would have been stupid not to get him because if they didn't get him, who would they be playing at QB? Oh, they could have had Dalton back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? They still can. They still can. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They still can. We'll do something in the draft. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Liam, what did you make of that? Because the Cowboys, are a, they're a strange team, really. They're kind of a team that, you know, they're America's team. Everyone kind of roots for them, but they always... I, I don't know if they are America's team. I see. I don't think they are. I think there's more supported teams than the Cowboys. I think it was just that TV catchphrase from that Super Bowl team. I yeah, I think more teams. Um, for me, what I find strange about the Cowboys, their drafting strategy, because they're a bit like the Raiders, where they pick for so, sorry on the ability rather than positional need. So they'll go for like necessarily like the best athlete, but they won't need that position. I've I've never understood how the Cowboys draft, but. I think they purely picked CD Lamb last year, so the Eagles wouldn't get him. Yeah, that's <laughs> got to be, isn't it? I actually think that they were the pick, but I think they were the pick before, and they definitely didn't need a wide receiver. And the Eagles were crying out for one, and CD Lamb was just sat there, and they just stolen it, <laughs> stolen him. That's Jerry it. Jones, four D yeah. chess. <laughs> was that when he was drafting his? Me. Was that when he was drafting his nuclear secret bunker, whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> But they picked before um, the Eagles and the Giants again this year. And honestly, if Jalen Waddell or Devonta Smith or one of these players oh, is there, mate. it would not surprise me at all if they yep. pick them. The absolute pettiness. I mean, yeah, it would be incredible come on. and painful. That offense <laughs> would be incredible, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, considering they don't do something ridiculous and they pick sensibly, um, what kind of players and what areas are you looking at for the Cowboys? I mean, everybody's mocking them cornerback. Um, and, and I would kind of wholeheartedly agree there. I, I, you know, that they've that get somebody that can go next to Trevon Diggs. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, Pat Sertain, I think is probably the, well, I mean, for me, is is cornerback one. Obviously, uh, Caleb Farley with a, with a back issue is going to push him down. So probably the late first, but um, if Pat Sertain makes it there, I think the Broncos might be in play for Sertain. But obviously, they have they they, they have kind of um, made some signings at corner, so um, that would be I think the most sensible option. But I, get, I think they could be looking at O line as well. Like you know, uh, I think they've proved obviously they had a, they've had a lot of money invested in their O line over over the over recent years, and actually it's worked out relatively well for them. Uh, obviously, they haven't got the silverware to show for it, but um, they've had strong teams, and uh, I think they could be looking at O line, which again would would kind of cause me pain. If if the draft kind of fell in a certain way where where a guy like Slater um, fell fell to them and, and they decided to kind of just keep restocking that O line, um, I, th- I think those would be the positions that they, they would be looking. I'd, I'd be shocked if they if they went receiver. Um, but listen, it's the Cowboys. It's Jerry World, baby. Yeah, exactly. That guy just loves receivers. They they happily play <laughs> two people at O line and then just seven receivers and just you know just give Dak a second and he'll get the ball somewhere. It's, like it prison, it's prison yard football rules. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck life. I like it. Um, Ollie, are you surprised about the odds towards the Cowboys next year? I mean, I'm surprised at their evens for this um, for this division. You know, they haven't really changed too much in free agency um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not as high on them as everyone else seems to be. I know Dak coming back is obviously a massive deal, but they weren't playing outstanding football. They were playing a lot of points and scoring a lot of points, but they weren't playing great football. Um, I think it's sort of what Liam said about their, you know, seen. We may not think it, but they're seen by the media as America's team, and they're sort of thought of accordingly. 
and that yeah, they be, are definitely highly regarded. Yeah, they, you, you know they're they're seen quite widely that they're going to be in the mix, and that probably has something to do with it. But you'd be tempted to bet against them. Yeah, definitely. You I see, would. I I'm going to surprise you all. I'd put them as divisional favourites if you've got a healthy Dak. If I'm betting, I'd bet on Den Boys. Ooh, I didn't see that coming, Liam. No, a little curveball. Not just there. America's team, but Whiten's team now. <laughs> they're definitely not. No, they're not team of the podcast either. So how comes you? So you know, how comes you say that then? Just purely because of Dak coming back, or if, you know, their O line being fit again? If they can have a fit O line, fit Dak, yeah, I think they've got to be favourites. So if he's if so he, bad, yeah, but it's it's what Rollo said. They're going to score fifty points. The other team are going to score forty. Like that's. I, what, I don't think that's sustainable every single week. No, of course it's not. Of course, but we, sh- we shall but, see. I mean, maybe in this division, a lower win total gets it done than in other leagues. Well, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I personally think that they're better than Washington, and I'm sorry, Ben, I think they're better Ooh. than the Giants. I wish the Giants were better, but... Uh, no, I would. I would be take. I would be picking the Cowboys as as probably the favourites right now. Yeah, agree with that. Um, and I think that they're the team that, if I was looking at it, you know, which, which team the Giants going to be? I think would need to beat twice out of this division. It would need to be the Cowboys um, because I think, yeah, I think they're the main competition. I, as I say, I won't talk about um, Washington too much yet, but uh, I, th- I think. I think they're being kind of maybe people are a little bit higher on them than, than well certainly than I am. But I think the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys are going to be there or thereabouts. You know, they're going to be mixing it provided that Dak stays healthy. But you know, they've got a heck of a lot of money tied up in him, and so you've got to think that their window to to kind of to make it to the promised land um, is is going to be kind of shrinking um, over the over the course of the next three or four years before they're going to have to do a reset because you know they just that's so much money is tied up. Obviously, the TV deal is going to be coming in in a couple of years, and that's going to balloon the cap. But um, yeah, they're they're on a little bit of a they're on a little bit of a ticking clock, uh, and maybe that pressure is going to get to them. I really hope it does. Here's a question for you all: So, if he's fit, do you think he's good enough to get into a Super Bowl? Mm, no, it's well, it's not that it's I don't think question. he's good enough. I don't think the team's good enough to reach the Super Bowl. Um, I think that's the problem. And what worried me last season, especially, was how bad Zeke was. I, he really kind of dropped off a cliff as soon as. Um, Dak went out, you kind of thought, well, this is Zeke's time to pick up the ball and really do well. But the amount of fumbles he had and stuff like that, he really had a, a poor season. And it's almost like you'd want him to put that team on his back and carry him through, literally. Yeah, you couldn't rely um, on him. No. You know, he fumbled twice in two I mean, two plays or something ridiculous like that. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you're worried there because you've invested so much money in Ezekiel Elliott as well. Um I don't know. I I I really like Dak Prescott, and providing he stays healthy for the whole season, I think you know they'll definitely make the playoffs. Ollie, would you say that that's their target, or are they looking to go, you know, maybe a championship game? Or I, yeah, I think they've got me looking further than that, um, just because of what Ben said about their window being wide open with Dak on this contract they've given him. Yeah, how much was that? I can't remember how much the contract was. Five hundred? Was it five hundred? No, it weren't five hundred million, was it? it was, Mahomes, it was something crazy. Anyway, it was a lot. Of money. I think it was in the in the Watson ballpark, something like one fifty, one sixty. Oh yeah, what, yeah, one sixty with one twenty six guaranteed. That is a lot of money, isn't it? That's big money. That is big money. Well, we'll see how it works out for them. 
Um, they wouldn't be my division favourites. My division favourites would be the Washington football team or the Washington Demon Hogs or whatever they're going to be named, the Washington Wildcats. <laughs> I wanted to I mention remember. this. What, what's your favourite name? What, what are they going to go with? I don't know. You have to bring up the, the list a bit later, but some of them were genius. <laughs> um, they won the division last year with a seven and nine record, which I think said everything about the NFC East last season. Um, to me, Ben, they have the most you know, well-rounded team. I think they've got quite a nice offense. They've got a really good defense that gets overlooked quite a lot, I think, especially that defensive line. And they've already now got an improvement at quarterback with um, Fitzpatrick. So what do you make of the team? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And, you, you know, yeah, you can't you can't be right enough because they are, you know, they are the current holders of the division. But I think, uh, you know, the, the clues in, in the record, right, a seven and nine record to win the division. I think you've got to look at next season who who is who's going to make the biggest step up from where we were last year. Uh, and I and I don't think that Washington have necessarily done as much as I mean, for the Cowboys, it's just getting Dak back. That's that's like such a big part of what they've done. Um, and I think if you look at the, if you again, if you look at the Giants through my very incredibly blue tinted glasses, then um, you know obviously we we filled we filled a lot of holes by paying a lot of money, and you you know you don't doesn't always work out that well when you when you just when you chuck a load of money at free agents. But you know I think the Giants from where they were to where they've got to now, for me, I feel like they if they haven't overtaken them, then they're certainly on the right track to to give to to kind of run them close. You know we we beat them twice last year, but and we still couldn't finish ahead of them in, in the division which I think says quite a lot about us and just kind of how poor we were outside of that. But um, yeah, you know, they, they, they've earned the right to, to, to go in as, to go in there as, as, as some people's favourites based on the fact that they, that they hold the, they hold the division. Um, but I, I think I, I've got a feeling they haven't kind of moved forward as much maybe as um, they haven't needed to move forward as much, but I don't think they've moved forward as much as maybe a couple of other teams in the division. Okay, Ollie, what do you make of um, the Washington? Are we still calling them the Washington football team? I guess, yeah, that's what they are for now. The Washington River Dogs or something. Yeah, something like names. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, good old roster, as you said. Obviously, that defence is pretty scary coming at you. Um, I'm just not sure about them at quarterback. And <laughs> I've been trying to... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been trying to think how to word this, and this isn't a slight against Fitz because he is an entertainer. But is that what they need? You know, do they need this maverick gunslinging quarterback going in there, or do they need a game manager who's going to rack up the wins? I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure, and I, I like what they've done. You know, um, McLaurin's been really good since. They drafted him. He's had two really good seasons, went over a thousand yards last year. Um yeah, Curtis Samuel, I think he's quite interesting. They could do some fun things with him. Antonio um, Gibson's a nice player. Yeah, they're good out of the backfield. Um JD McKissick. I think, I think really nice pieces. I Logan think they're gonna be they're gonna be in games with the defense backing them up as well. Sort of the opposite of the Cowboys, in a sense, you know, if they're not putting up points on offense. The defense is going to keep them in it each week. Um, yeah, I want Fitz to go in there and go mad. Um, <laughs> but how many interceptions is he going to throw? I don't know, and I, I'm not going to rule them out of QB in the draft either. No, I think that's definitely fair. I can see him trading up. Liam, what do you make of old uh, Fitzpatrick? I think it's arguably that he's had his best two seasons the last two seasons. I, I sound yeah, like I'm being really harsh on him, and I, 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 I think really you are like the guy. I you really know? like the guy and I want to see him succeed. 
But See, I, I really like him, job. but to me, I don't think he's consistent enough for a starting QB. I think he's a solid backup. I think he's an average star. I think they could get better, but I'm not too sure who. But there wasn't too many available. And if I had True. the option of taking um, Andy Dalton or Fitzpatrick... Or would you rather keep Patrick Smith? Every day? Keep Smith or... I don't think you can rely on Smith, can you? No. I, I mean, it was a miracle that he came back to play Incredible. football. Incredible. You know, and he, he did a job and he looked nice. Taylor Heineke looked quite nice in that game against Tampa Bay. But then that's such a small sample size that you can't really, you know, yeah, yeah. take yeah. a look at him that way. Um Ben, I think we'd be rude not to talk about Chase Young and just how good he was last year. I think he started off quite slowly, but really came into his own at the end of end of the season. He's a beast. Yeah, he's he's a you know uh, he's a he's a high draft pick who's who's um, who's paying off. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a scary player, uh, and you know you've got to you've got to be game planning for him. Whether you're uh, whether you're trying to chip him with a tight end or you know whether you're just trying to kind of commit. Uh, to, to you know, two two members of the O line to him. Uh, you've got you've got to be aware of where he is and what he's doing. Like he, you know, he is a game changer. And uh, yeah, you, you you've got to play like that in your defense. You, people have got to take your defense seriously. Um, and there's and as and I think yeah, as Ollie said, re, you know, uh, put it really well. Their defense is going to keep them in games. Um, and can can then you know can, can some of the they've got some nice pieces on offense, but can fits magic. Uh, can it can he get it done enough? Uh, you know, manage the game, keep keep the ball, run the clock, let the defense do their thing, get them good field position, uh, and and see games out. I think they struck me as a team that um, the Bears try and be, where they'll only score maybe eighteen twenty points, but their defense is it could be so good that that'll be enough to win them quite a few games. Pretty much, to, that's, to that's me, the way I see them. To me, I feel mm. like that's how Mike Zimmer wish we were a solid defense with. Good QB, but yeah. Well, you have a better QB. Oh, yeah, I know that was, but I can't believe I've just said that. Actually, (laughs) we can always edit this out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's take this. Let's take this. Nobody nobody needs to know. Uh, Um, So, Liam, they're picking at number nineteen in the draft. Um, I definitely don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that they move up and take a quarterback. Definitely not. But um, you know, what else do you think that they'll be looking at in the draft? Do they go O line? Um, no, I think they've got to, quite a good O line as well. I guess you can always kind of. Think... I didn't know if possibly, yeah. Well, would they take Mac Jones from you so you can't take him? No, he's going straight to the 49ers. Mate. He's going at three, isn't he? Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I, I just thought for a curveball there. Let's see. Let's say if you amazing. had um, if you had Trey Lance and he was still there at seven. Um, would you be ringing up the lines and saying, I don't know, ring, ring, uh, can we have your spot? We really want Trey Lance. Like, would you got, be tempted to do it? I think you've got to go for it. Because it doesn't mean they take it or the not. Future. Yeah. Mm. That yeah. would be if he got picked though. He'd be good to sit under Fitz Magic for a year or two, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. If he's going to mentor a young QB, I think. Um, I, th- I think. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick, he, he, he could do anything this draft he might end up just drafting down again like for the seven billionth time but I, f- I feel like if if there's a QB sitting there around that seven eight nine range I think I think the first call is going to come in from the Patriots yeah um to try to try and get there and get whichever one of the four drops down 
Um, Washington with a with a with a if they manage to get one of the QBs, I'd be concerned about. I think they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to look at they'd have to go above us at eleven, I think. Um, because I think if if it got to eleven, uh, I, I would like to think that we'd be trying to take calls. Obviously, Gettleman's never traded down, which is a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, good luck to them if they can get up there and get one. Um, I, I think that, and, and you know, obviously, it kind of as you say, he can sit for a year um, and and mature and learn and learn the game. Um, then yeah, Washington, you've got some really nice young pieces right the way across the board. Yeah, I think you're right. The issues they're going to have is that they're not going to be able to really or realistically swap with you know, the Cowboys, Giants and Eagles, because it's very rare that that happens. Um, so they'll have to look at maybe the Lions or the Panthers or I don't think the Broncos will either. Um, so it's a tough one, especially when they're picking at 19 as well. It's the same issue that the Bears have got. And I think you're so right about Bill Belichick. I just, the only part of me that doesn't think he might do it is because he's going to have to give up a lot. And yeah, you know what, you know what he's like. He, he's very, um, he's not about that, not about that life. Yeah. Um, Ollie, what do you think then? Washington in the draft, um, where they're going to go, who they're going to pick? Yeah, I quite like the idea of them taking a QB, but I think they'd have to be quite nimble to beat the Patriots to the punch. Um, so I, I could see them just, it's a deep uh, class at tackle. So I think I could just see them reinforcing that and um, giving Fitzpatrick a bit more time to see where he's going to bomb it 60 yards. <laughs> I, I don't know why everyone's so down on it. I'm really quite excited to see a bit of Fitzpatrick as a starting QB week one. I no, I like him, but I think he's you know, he's gonna throw it up there to be caught or intercepted one way or the other. <laughs> That's the Fitzmagic life. I think what you've got to bear in mind with Fitzpatrick is he's been in the league sixteen years though, he's never been to the playoffs. And you know, you could argue that he hasn't had the chances. Um and I think that's a fair argument, but at the same time, you know, um streaky um, kind of like one of those ways that's kind of like a obviously like a really good backup, but I guess yeah, now's the chance for him to step in there week one, show show whatever he's been missing for the last fifteen years. Is he more of a Nick Foles where he's better off, you know, coming off the bench after three quarters? He, he turns into prime Patrick Mahomes in the last quarter. <laughs> Bring him in the closer role. I, I sort of feel like yeah, maybe like a closer, like he'll come in and do something mad and win you a game. But if he's playing, you know, a five six game stretch. He might just get figured out. You know what's going to happen now? They're going to have Taylor Heineke as QB1. Now, <laughs> this whole conversation is going to be just a moot point. They're just, they're just going to bring in uh, in fits, you know, like third down, two seconds left in their own half. Go and win us the game, please. I'll tell you who they've got at QB, right? They've got Stephen Montes, right? QB4. Uh, when I watched the combine a couple of years ago, he stood out. I was like, Stephen Montes, he's a name to watch. And he's obviously done nothing for the last two years. And he was, a, I think he might have been seventh round. He might have been an undrafted free agent. But Stephen Montes, he can sling it. Don't sleep I on I swear him. you mentioned him to me whenever that happens. <laughs> I feel like you did. I mentioned, mentioned to everybody. I'll probably, I'll probably put it on my Facebook. Guys, Stephen Montes, don't sleep on him. Even Montez, I've never heard of him. Maybe this <laughs> is why they've brought With good reason. <laughs> as a mentor and say, listen, you can sing it. Do these things like I do and you'll have a long career. Oh, mate, Stephen Montez. I'm going to Google him after this. I'm excited. Get his YouTube highlights up. He's, right, he's our first one to watch. I was going to say, can he be our player at like, weekly watch that we have to watch every week? Liam, you should definitely draft him in our fantasy football team. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard good things about him. Yeah, and he'll bring your average quarterback age down as well. Yeah, that's true, from 110. 
So, Liam, have you got a list of the the proposed names for the Washington football team that the fans have been, you know, asked to pick from? Because there were some absolute beauties on there. There was. Let me just find the list. It was something like the the Washington River Dogs or River Pythons or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's have it. There was a demon one in there. Anchors. No. no, surely you don't go with the Washington anchors because that's too easy to <laughs> accidentally put a W in front. Sure. Majors, beacons, brigade commanders. Oh, some of these are brilliant. Obviously, the classic presidents. There is some great. So, what do you go with then? Uh, well, for pure banneries and the anchors is genius. I, if I you're mean, being serious, like Renegades is quite. I quite like the name of that. No, that's terrible. I, that just makes me think of a create your own Madden franchise. Yeah, I know yeah, what you Washington mean. And like, the, and like the badges on fire or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like an under eleven cricket team. Here come the women of renegades or something. <laughs> no thanks. They got the Wash the Washington DC Football Club Royals Brigades. It's got to be River Hogs, isn't it? If we're... River Hogs, what was the one with Demon in it? Trying to find it for you. The Washington Dirty Demons. <laughs> I can't find it. There's oh, anchor man. demons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or demon anchors. They could work demon anchors. Demon anchors. That has well, got to be someone's fantasy football team name next year. I mean, who is coming up with these names? I think I honestly think they should just stick with the football team. I quite like it. Yeah. They done well from it last year, you know, division winners. Why not? Keep it. Keep it. I don't know. For me, it's quite strange that you've got an American sports team. I don't have a name afterwards. It's really weird for me. I guess so, but I, I, I thought it was kind of unique, kind of different. And also, what I want to say about Washington is how nice are their jerseys? Oh my God, that home jersey, the burgundy one with the little bit of yellow. Oh, Liam, that's right up your street, surely. You see, when we do our proposed episode, that's not making my top 10. Wow. Not making Spicy it. take. We'll have to see what Olivia has to say about this. Yeah, I'm sure Olivia will disagree. <laughs> Is it possible to mute someone halfway through a podcast? <laughs> it's just deeply upset. All right, um, let's just give a quick rundown of how we think the division will end up then. Um, Liam, I'll start with you. Give us a quick one to four of how you think the division's going to go. So I'm going to Eagles four. You're there first for a minute. Oh, I'm trying to work out who's... I can't. You can say out. it, Liam. You can say it. Go on. I can't we, say it, Ben. We will I, no longer be friends, but Liam can <laughs> say it. I can't. Oh, this is really tough. Why do you always so put Giants me on the break. spot? No, I, I don't know if I'm putting the Giants or the Washington football team second or third, then I'm putting them boys first. But for okay. Ben's sake, I'm going to put the Cowboys second. Sorry, Cowboys third for Ben. It's another bold choice. Uh, it's not Ollie. happening. Um, it's now dark and I can't read my notes. So this is coming straight off the top of the head. Uh, let's go Giants first. Come on. Go on, Ollie. Um, Cowboy, Cowboys second, I think, under a resurgence from Dak. Uh, the Washington Anchors in third. <laughs> and uh, Eagles as fourth. Nice. Sorry. Rollo, I don't think we'll be shocked by your number one, but uh, go on. I mean, I've got to do it overnight. Yeah, I, I agree with Ollie's order. Um, I, I think... Uh, I think the Cowboys are, are our biggest threat right now. Uh, I'd go Giants, Cowboys, uh, Washington, and then the Eagles. But Giants at Giants at seventeen and zero. Uh, everybody else don't matter, does it? Nice. nice. Um, I'm going to go 
Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Washington. Pain. I like this Washington team, and I'm willing to prove wrong about Fitzpatrick. But so does that come with a caveat of, I suppose, both of you actually, Jones or Fitzpatrick MVP? Mm. Oh, that's a good question, Ben. Who do you think will play better? I mean, seventeen and zero, surely the MVP. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's have our realistic hats on it. It's a really good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to have a better season, Dan Jones or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, Jones, Jones, and I, and I honestly don't think it's close. And again, this is pure homerism. And, and you know, you might want to put a disclaimer on this podcast. Every time Ben speaks, he's going to say something good about the Giants, something bad about everybody else. Yes, true, but uh, Jones. And the only reason I say that is because if he doesn't, then I think that's going to Daniel Jones, and I don't want it to be. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take Jones. Fair. All right, that's fair enough. We'll leave it. We'll leave the division at that, and um, let's hope for the best for the Giants. I think it'd be good for our. WhatsApp chat as well if this doesn't. Oh happen. yeah, it we have got Liam who likes the Cowboys um, on our chat as well. But uh, yeah, I, I could handle them not winning it if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> okay, boys, um, let's move on to any other business. If we have got any any other business, Ollie, I normally look at you for the news going on around the league. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, I've come up empty. Got nothing. Oh Christ, Ben. <laughs> Uh no. I mean now, only got, got now we're allowed to go out. Like <laughs> prep's gone out the window. I'm gallivanting out the, the only prep now is is Stella Artois or Bill Murray, isn't it? That's that's Boom. the biggest prep. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a couple of oh, I say a couple, I had quite a few San Miguel's yesterday. Oh, oh they went down nicely. Yeah, I had one in a beer garden yesterday, I had a beer. Mm. Oh my word. Uh no other business for me, no. Just uh I think I guess I'll just kind of say, listen, Stephen Montes twenty twenty one, let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you what we will say, Ben, because um, I want to highlight your uh, draft spreadsheets. It's oh. all these things I've, I've ever seen. This, this is where the TED Talk actually starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is it. We've still got another hour, I think. It's fine. I thought um, we for two. <laughs> yeah, did you just want to highlight that, say where it's available? Because it is, I mean, it's so cool. We've put it up on our Twitter page. And... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, if, if anybody that's listening to this, get on get on the fourth and out on, on, the, on the Twitter page. Uh, you guys have shared it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a spreadsheet that I've probably poured. I don't even want to think about how many hours now, but you know we're talking hundreds and hundreds uh, into kind of a, a draft tracker that uh, tracks the picks, allows you to kind of make trades as they happen, and uh, it will show you the value based on uh, kind of trade charts and basically just let you kind of play around with uh, with with, uh, with the draft as it happens, see the best available players, all all that good stuff. I mean, I absolutely love the draft, so uh, it was kind of a, a real labour of love. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys sharing it. Um, yeah, just a bit of fun for me and if anybody else uses it and enjoys it then then that's that's happy days i'd say it's, it's absolutely awesome straight off the bat but coming in a couple of years ago when i didn't have a lot of knowledge about the draft just messing about with it and looking at scenarios and stuff so good oh, you, you so awesome. yeah thank you check it out by all means yeah, Appreciate and um, oh God, the draft's so close now, boys. Oh, I'm so excited. 11 days, isn't it, I think? So I, excited. We're almost, almost time for our mock draft episode. I can't <laughs> wait for this. Oh, yeah, that'll be next week. I, I assume, I know Ollie isn't, but I assume, you know, um, me, Rollo and Liam will be staying up for it. I think that's a given. Yeah. I would not miss it for the world. Got the Friday booked off work. So, I mean, I, yeah, the last couple of years, I haven't missed a single pick. Um, you know, I've got to just bring a little portable... Lou in my office with me so I can make sure I don't miss the you a, don't because you're sixth you're, round of mid advert you know they don't, you'll they don't message me them. on a Saturday afternoon at like four o'clock and you'll be like hey have you seen what's happened in the eighth round I'm like 
Not fucking clue, mate. No. <laughs> there is Liam, no, you know there's not an eighth round. <laughs> That's why I said it. That's a joke. <laughs> you can do it with some kind of spreadsheet, mate. I was genuinely worried. <laughs> People yeah, think that we don't know what up. we're talking about, mate. We, we don't. <laughs> we're going looking for uh, Stephen Montez in the eighth round. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> In Tajikistan bus tour, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sign me up. All right, awesome stuff. Uh, ben, thanks so much for joining the show, mate. Really appreciate this. No, thanks so much for having me on. I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Good, yeah. No, I've loved having you on. Um, Ollie, you know, great to have you back on as well. Liam, nice of you to turn up this week. Well, I've got to turn <laughs> up eventually, haven't I? I can't turn up every week. Yeah, true that. And um, do you want to do the socials quickly? Yeah, just the usual Facebook page, Twitter. And don't forget to give us a kind review on iTunes or any other sites. Sweet as. Yeah, thank you all. Um, We'll be back next week with a mock draft episode, I believe. And then, yeah, uh, straight after the draft, day one, we'll be doing an episode. And after days two and three as well. That episode, I don't know how good it's going to be because we're all going to have no sleep, so... (laughs) Well, it'll be up to the normal quality, so... I'll be yeah. fine. I'll, I'll find it if you want. I'll yeah, it could be all. <laughs> Let's have a few Red Bulls. It'll be all right. All right, boys. Thanks so much. And um, thank you all for listening. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Peace.